You're listening to the Small Business Talk podcast with Kathy Smith. Small Business Talk is a podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs who want a better way to run their businesses without spending years doing it the hard way. Small Business Talk is hosted by Kathy Smith, who has run the same marketing agency for more than 17 years and helped hundreds of business owners achieve their marketing goals. Welcome to Small Business Talk, episode 180. Today, my guest is Carol Iser, and we're talking about public speaking for introverts. And as a reformed introvert, this is going to be a very good topic and maybe give me a, a few more pointers. Welcome, Carol. Thank you so much for having me, Kathy. I really appreciate it. You are very welcome. So what is the suggestions you have alongside public speaking and being an introvert? That's a long story. I'll try to summarize as much as I can. Uh, just to put a bit of context here, I come from a world of technicians and I used to be myself a former sound engineer many years ago. And um, I used to be very comfortable with my cables, my wires, you know, like the usual things, the four walls, the computer hiding behind the screen. I'm really good at what I did but didn't have much people skills and I never had the opportunity really to develop them because I was so stuck into my hard skills and never really developed my soft skills and one day I realized that things had to change and this is where fast forward many years after 10 years after to be more specific here I am walking on massive stages with thousands and hundreds of people sharing my message with the world and helping them develop their leadership, entrepreneurial and communication skills. So one of the things that I do is help people have the confidence that they need so that they can have more influence and impact on and off stage. A lot of people come to me who identify themselves as introverts. I call them the silent movers and shakers. So I can help them build the confidence that they need to start voicing their opinion, sharing their message with the world on stage. And one of the key challenges that I come across and the tips that I would love to share with the audience today is a very common one, the fear of public speaking. And uh, yes. Absolutely. And I love how you say that they're the silent movers and shakers, because just because we're introverted doesn't mean that we don't have good messages and great things to say. Sometimes yeah. we've just got to get over ourselves to get out there and do it. Absolutely. 100%. You're spot on, Kathy. And I think this is where the massive fear comes from. Usually, the internal script that is playing back with introverts and the one I play, I, I work with, I say play with because you have a lot of fun too, is that they think so much because they spend most of their time in their heads. They're really great thinkers. But then when they start to overuse that superpower, it starts to work at the detriment of the results that they are creating. So what happens when they go on stage or attempt to go on stage, the thinking engine starts to work and this is now what it should be doing. So this is when we start looking at how is it that we can start changing the focus, switching it from being internal in our thoughts and switching it to the audience and seeing how is it that you're going to start to focus more on the audience and give value to the audience and tune into the energy of the room. So the more they start to get used to this exercise of um, switching off the thinking and the internal chitter chatter and tuning into the audience and how they're going to bring value to the audience, the more likely they are to get rid of this fear that comes up 
and it gets shorter and shorter because the thing is that at the beginning we all fear we all have this fear that comes up the thing is that it starts to get shorter the time from which the fear comes up to overcoming it and navigating the world of fear and stepping into starting to speak and being okay with it it starts to become shorter and shorter for us to get this time to be shorter it's all about learning how to switch the focus from the thinking internally the chitter chatter to start switching it to the audience so this is the main tip that i would love to share fantastic so how do we go about doing that to getting it out of our heads and thinking about the audience and the value that we can give them Beautiful. So there are a few tips that I usually share with my clients, which is having our first minute, 30 seconds, minute roughly already established and focusing on the why. At the very beginning of whatever we want to share is focusing on the why. This is the one thing. Now I'll share a bit of an example around this on how we can do that. The other thing is about thanking the room, acknowledging the presence of the room and being together. So those are the two key things that I usually recommend and suggest my clients to start with. And this immediately puts the frame and context into their world so that they can start focusing on the room. So for example, how do we thank the audience for being here? One of my key messages that I keep sharing every single time I walk into any room is thank you so much for being here. Out of all the places you could have been in, you chose to be here today. And this says a lot about who you are. So To me, this is the number one sentence that I I share with my audience. The other thing is to start with why. Depending on whether the room is familiar with me or not, let's say if we already have known each other and they are familiar with the topic, they are quite advanced and we're going to build the content together as opposed to me training them or giving them the knowledge, it becomes more about a conversation. And I say, for example, on my way here, I was wondering what brought you here and why we're here today. Who here would like to share what brought them here today? So this immediately immediately switches the focus into the room and bringing the room into the conversation and the game and bringing the room together on why is it that we are here today so that I'm not the one speaking at them because it can very easily become TV. (laughs) (laughs) And people would do this sitting there and thinking about maybe lunch and dinner. So yeah, it's about engaging with the room and bringing the whole room together into why, tuning into the why we're here today. Okay, so you can ask the audience if you've got a few people. What if you've got a bigger stage? How do you involve them then? Sometimes I like to have a little bit of fun and invite someone with me on stage. So, uh, and this also is is another way for me to engage the audience so that they snap out of, let's say, numbness. And because usually there are so many speakers maybe before me or they've been there for a long day and I'm I'm one of the keynote speakers, let's say. Um, So something that I sometimes do uh, to get them to snap out of fear also of sharing and doing things like that. I would invite someone to come up on stage with me. I say, hey, guys, before I get started, I would love to quickly demonstrate something for you that I trust would be useful. Who here would like to come up on stage with me and help me out? And I just throw it to the room. And then sometimes I have a lot of people who are excited and I choose one and we play around that. Um, Sometimes I have maybe a couple of hands. And depending on how the room engages or do not engage with what I just shared, I start to give feedback to the room straight away into what are the tapes that have been playing back in your mind? How is it that you decided that it was not a good idea to raise your hand and come up on stage? And, and we have a conversation around that. And if many people raise their hands, I acknowledge them again. 
acknowledgement of the room, thanking them for being so engaged and excited and really encouraging them to stay this way because this is how we're going to create massive value, everyone together. So it's not just about me, it's about the whole room together. So this is how I would do it. Very nice. I love that. And of course, the introverts sitting in the audience of that big stage, they'd be hiding under their chairs and hoping (laughs) that you're not going to pick on them. (laughs) Yeah, which I usually address also as part of the conversation. And yeah, it's all about taking ourselves lightly and, and addressing those differences. Yeah. Lovely. Okay. So for our first tip is to engage the audience. What would be your second tip? So the second tip, which is also very important uh, from a speaker's standpoint, is to have uh, awareness of the room. And the way it works, uh, I'm not sure about you, but when I did my very first public training uh, session, which was a very traditional one at the time, the trainer asked us to look at a, a point like or focus on a point at the back of the room. If we were like to feel nervous about the room, to just focus on the point like far away in the room and just keep looking there, Uh, which to me now is nonsense. And it doesn't work at the time I did it. But (laughs) it's like, it's like, please, how to disconnect with the room. That's Oh, yes. (laughs) Look over them and be non-engaged. Yeah. So interestingly, it has a different purpose. It's not about how is it that I'm going to disconnect with the room. It's more about having awareness of the room. So expanded awareness. This is what it's called, the expanded awareness. So the minute we start to look up and uh, focusing on one point, uh, we do it not for a long time, like for a few seconds, we are able to see the peripheral vision, like our peripheral vision starts to expand and we are able to tune into the whole room. If we look down too far down, it becomes very focused into one spot and we are not aware of the whole room and what's going on in the whole room. So whenever, for example, I feel that I'm tuning out, and I'm starting to get back into the chitter-chatter in my head, I automatically look at a spot at the further point, furthest point in the room and expand my awareness to tune back into the energy of the room. So this would be my second tip that I would love for the audience to give it a go. Like, Look at a point more on the lower side in your room and see how far you can see on the sides versus when you look up, see how much expansion in your vision you're able to have at the moment. So yeah, that would be tip number two. I love that. And last week's podcast was all about being a time addict. But one of the um, things there was about vision is not necessarily seeing. So the exercise was they had to stare at something for three hours and all the different things that came up by actually seeing. And that's the same kind of thing, isn't it? Looking over, you've got that extra peripheral so you are seeing a lot more than what mm. you would at first glance. So yeah. great tip. Excellent. Okay, what's number three? Number three is what I call the magic word or the magic words, depending. So at the beginning with uh, beginners, I start to think about the one magic word so that they don't get overwhelmed, that they're able to focus on it. And then it expands to two to three words. And what it really is, it's the intention that you're setting as a speaker for the room, like walking out from this room, how would you like the audience to feel? What would you like them to experience during what you're sharing? And it's all about, again, the energy that you're putting out there. So it could be care, support, love, connection, magic, transformation, any of those words, anything that you can relate to and you feel deeply connected with as a value that you have sometimes, 
helps you as a speaker connect better with the room and having the intention and focusing all your energy into this. So if at any point in time, I feel that again, I'm losing this, the focus, or I'm starting to switch back into my head, which happens. It's not like it doesn't happen. It's this constant exercise and dance to navigate again, this fear, this internal chatter, chatter, and just moving away from it, out of it, back into the room. I would remind myself of the three keywords. So this would be my third tip for the audience. Fantastic. And I love that. And it just gives you that solid foundation of what to do when that chitter chatter starts happening. And a good tip to, to be able to remember when you get a little bit stressed. Okay, I go back to my three words and off I go again. Yeah. All right, number four. Number four is about question giving sending a question to the room. So there, there's a there's a lot of uh, people who get started with the public speaking who think that the whole pressure is on them. So they have to know everything and they have to share everything and they have to lead the room all the time. When in fact there is so much wisdom in the room that we make can make use of and uh, share. The idea is that um, having a set of questions that are ready to go at any point in time when the energy in the room starts to drop. So if the, the speaker is very much into the content, so sharing the knowledge, and there is not enough back and forth with the room, there's this automatic sense where the energy drops. How do we know that the energy drops? Side conversation starts to happen. Mm. People start yeah, yawning, people start going in and out of the room. You can sense that people are not with you. They start checking their phones and all of that. Even if at the beginning you shared, please leave the phones out of the So there is this sense where you start to realize that the energy is starting to drop in the room. So one of the key uh, tips that I would love to share with the, with the listeners, our listeners today, is to use a question. So let's say I'm sharing something, I would say, how do you believe this can benefit you right now? Where would you see this being applicable in your world? How do you feel about this? What is this opening up for you? I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Anyone would like to add more to this? So engaging with the room to start facilitating a conversation and moving from being just a trainer to facilitating around the conversation, facilitate a conversation around the content. This brings the energy up in the room and also helps the speaker being more present to the room and checking out of the chitter chatter. And as you said before, and then it's not just television. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Massive. Okay, we're up to number five. Yes. So number five is about lowering the defense of the ego. Obviously, when we walk into a new room, even sometimes when people already know you, there is this these the sets of questions that come up which is who are you why do i need to listen to you uh am i in the right place all these things that come up unconsciously or consciously so people usually have their guards up when they walk into the room and the job of the speaker is again to manage the energy in the room and one of the key things is to manage the egos in the room egos plural and the way to do that yours and others <laughs> yes yours and others <laughs> exactly is to have some sort of interaction with the person sitting next to you. So depending on how playful you want to be or how playful the audience can be, so there's a way to gauge also that, 
is asking the the people in the room to share something with the person sitting next to them, even if they don't know them. And addressing it, say, even if you don't know the person next to you, maybe that would be a great time to start getting to know them. So how about you turn to the person next to you for the next minute or so um, and share with them, for example, if we're at the very beginning of the session, what brought you here today? So this is... Um, two birds with one stone, we're going into the why we're here. And at the same time, it's starting to manage the ego in the room to drop the defense mechanism that is naturally up at the beginning so that they can start creating this relatability and connection together. Fabulous. And I really like that tip, particularly if you are on one of those multi-speaker days. And if you're towards the middle or towards a, a break coming up, that's a really great way to get some energy back in the room. They're not just thinking about, oh, I wish you'd hurry up so we can go to lunch. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Fabulous. So we've hit five tips. Do we have a couple more or is five a good number? Oh, we do have always bonus tips. So um, I'll share one more if that's okay. <laughs> that is perfectly okay. I'm sure the audience are getting great value out of this. So we're very happy learners. Awesome, beautiful. So, so far I've been addressing a lot of the, what we call the feminine energy. Mostly of what I shared is more about the feminine energy. So not gender specific. It's not about a woman or a man. All of us have both feminine and masculine energy. What feminine energy is tuned into emotions, feelings, flow. So it's more about the journey and enjoying the experience and embracing every aspect of the journey, which is, let's say, the speech or the keynote or the presentation, as opposed to the structure, the rules, the outcome. So there is also an important part of excelling as a public speaker into the masculine energy. So how do we bring the masculine energy into the world of public speaking? And a tip around that is to set the rules or the structure at the beginning of the session so that people know what to expect, where they are headed, to give that sense of certainty for the room to know that they are in safe hands. So two things. Number one are the rules and number two is the structure. Rules is, uh, is it okay with you if I were to share with you the three key things for you to make the most of our session today? So this is a segue into taking permission from the room to share the rules so that they can walk with me. Because at the end, as a speaker, I'm leading the room. So, and then I would share the three key things, the three key rules, in other words, to help them make the most out of the session. So, for example, one of them could be have something to write on and something to write with, or the complete opposite. I know you might be used to have something to write on and something to write with, but today, how about we enjoy the session? and see what are the key learnings that we would like to bring to the room at the end of the session without writing down, see what we remember. How about we do that? We, we're being playful, a little bit less rigid. So this is a rule. The second would be, for example, everything that buzzes, clicks, makes noises, or uh, might distract you, how about we let go of it for the next half hour so that we are all fully present in the room and experience being present. That's a rule. So anything that I would like to share with the room so that they realize how that we're going to play together in the next half hour would be set in there. Uh, the second thing, which is, uh, yeah, there's a, which is the structure, is to give them an idea of what are the key areas that we're going to cover. So number one, number two, number three, and at the end, you can ask your questions. Or as I'm walking you through the three numbers, please feel free to ask questions as they come up. 
depending on how I would like it to be as a keynote speaker. I'm setting the rules. So this is masculine energy, bring the masculine energy into the room uh, so that people feel safe and certain and know how is it that we're going to play the game or where is it that we're headed. And I think that's perfect because sometimes you go to one of these multi-day events, you happen to be in the room with a speaker that you may or may not know, or conversely, you've been sent there by somebody and knowing what they're going to talk about, what the rules are and how it's going to happen will alleviate a lot of stress for people yeah absolutely and then that way they're going to see you as a much better speaker too rather than just having to sit there and wait and think oh is she ever going to get to the point i wonder what she's going to talk about next how does it (laughs) oh it's nearly lunchtime i wonder what they're having for lunch (laughs) exactly yeah Perfect. Well, I think those are some really great tips there. So is there anything else that you think that we should be thinking about when we're trying to get over that fear of public speaking, particularly if we are introverts? I would say stop the thinking and start the doing, mainly because um, this is the tendency. So overusing the thinking, when I'm ready, when I feel the courage, when I feel the confidence, all these things are actually stopping the process of getting you closer to your goals. So even if it's a tiny step forward, go for it. The only thing that is going to create the courage or the confidence that you need as an introvert is to start swinging into action. So getting outside of your head and into action. Um, the, the one thing that I keep coming across also for introverts is this, this sense of wanting also to do things in a perfect way, the perfection, perfectionism. And also the stops because it, it almost feels like they have the handbrake up and they're trying to drive, which is impossible to do. Not good um, for everybody. Exactly. So the mantra, if, if, if you were to take away one key things from this whole conversation is progress over perfection. No matter how tiny the first step is going to be, whatever it looks like, go for it. Do it. Because this is when the path is going to start to be clearer and clearer as you move forward. Staying there and hoping, wishing and waiting for things to change is just going to keep things going the other way around. So yeah, this is what I would love to share with our listeners. Yes, and suddenly that little molehill becomes a massive big mountain that we now can't climb over Mm. because it's just too great a feat. So absolutely. I I remember the first time I did my very first speech, I had a A4 sheet of paper right up against my face because I wanted everything to be perfect. I wanted to make sure I told them all the things and of course, they couldn't even see me. So yeah, sometimes we just have to let go of our own egos a bit and go, okay, well, I've got five dot points on my hand. If I don't get to all five of those, maybe that's okay. 100%. Spot on. You nailed it. Love it. Fabulous. Okay, Carol, now it's my turn to ask you some questions. Go for it. What is the best advice that you have been given by a mentor? In the context of public speaking or in general? Up to you. I would say, um, say yes and figure out the how. Very nice. What is the biggest help that you have received since starting your business? The biggest help is having the opportunity to be part of a very strong network of people who are like-minded. So what I call the zero people, people who are with me on the journey. Because I believe that being surrounded with resourceful minds can exponentially fast track growth. And also having people who are very generous to contribute back and helping me in my growth, my mentors, my coaches, 
who I have met along the journey and I'm still in touch with, who shared with me how is it that they are where they are so I could make sense out of that for my own journey and start moving forward in the direction that I want to move towards. Amazing. What is the one thing that you have to do every day? You're non-negotiable. Ooh, that's a good one. (laughs) Is uh, sticking to my values. So I actually have them on my wrist here. Ah, very this, nice. So for those this that are every seeing the audio, thing. she's got a, a beautiful gold bracelet with the values written on. Yeah, it's funny that the other day I was in the train and there was this guy staring at me. And I obviously I didn't know the guy. And then as he was about to hop off the train, he's like, sorry, but are you wearing two watches? I said, no, I'm not. This is a bracelet and this is a watch. He said, yeah, I thought, that. how many watches do you need to check the time? I said, yeah, definitely not two. That would be over the top. And then we had a conversation about uh, the bracelet and he stayed on the train. So, yeah, that, that was a really funny one. <laughs> so I wonder if he then had to get off and then go back to his Go job. back. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really am trusting that um, he might actually buy one, which is so good. Oh, very good. Mm. What is your favorite business book and why? So many. It's a bit difficult to choose the one. Hang on. You I'm have just two. trying. Yeah, you give me two. Okay, beautiful. Um, the Four Disciplines of Execution. So uh, this one is really good to stay focused and be goal oriented, results focused. And another one that it doesn't feel like a business book, but in fact, it's actually very much applicable to business, depending on the perspective you look at when you read it. It's called the desire map. Okay. Two that we haven't had before. So that's always handy. And we'll check those authors out and add those to the show notes um, for the people. So Kovi and Danielle Laporte. Fantastic. Thank you. What do you wish you had known when you started out? I would say that... It's okay not to have something at 110%. That 70% is good enough. And I think that's a great one. I've heard it said that B plus will get you an A every time. So that, that's a, <laughs> a good way to look at it. And it ties right. back into your perfectionism. If you don't put it out in the world, you can't help anybody. Yeah, so 70% is well and truly good enough. Yeah. So thank you very much, Carol. Appreciate your time. And if people would like to find out more about you, where do they go? So easiest is Carol Isa, my first name, last name.com uh, or leadershipactivators.com.au. Fantastic. And that is Carol with a C and an Eve. So that is wonderful. And is there anything that we should have told the audience that we haven't? I would love for you guys, if you're interested into leadership and communication and are looking to start developing those two skills or taking your leadership and communication skills to a whole new level and would love to tune into insights with very special guests that that I have. Um, I host a podcast called Leadership Activators and I would love to invite you to join us and to listen to the episodes that we've released and published so far. Fantastic. And we'll put those in the show notes as well. So thank you very much, Carol. Appreciate your time. And SBT audience, remember, enjoy your journey. Don't forget to subscribe to Small Business Talk podcast and head on over to smallbusinesstalk.com.au forward slash downloads for all the show notes and links to this episode. Remember, to be great, you must start. Pick one tip from today's episode, 
take action and implement it. Let's meet again next week at the same time and place. Until then, take action. And SBT community, enjoy your journey.